Hi guys and welcome to this episode of By the Doc. Today we are going to be talking to Dr. Bakul Patel who is the director of the Bombay Skin Clinic and one of India's leading dermatologists in Mumbai. With a decade of experience in dermatology and aesthetic dermatology along with trichology and a roster of over a thousand patients she holds MBBS, DDV and MD degrees and is a valued member of several groups such as the CDSI and the IMCAS. She has developed her cutting edge practice all over the world having trained under skincare leaders and now she is the leading skincare specialist in Mumbai. She has made her appearance on several magazines such as Vogue and Mumbai Mirror and also developed her own dermatology routine known as the Acne Freedom program. Okay, so I'll ask the first question now. So there's this stereotype that doctoring can be extremely hard and takes over years. Your social life is not much when you're studying medicine. So what still drove you to choose this path, to choose this career in dermatology? So actually, um, when I started off uh, in my school days, that's uh, when I started really having a vision was in the eighth standard. So my first vision was to get into a really reputed college and that's what worked me hard for my grades in the 10th. When I got into the 12th, uh, it was really what I had decided that I was really going to pursue something which could help me to really change and make someone feel good about themselves or make them heal or better. Or maybe that time I was not really sure I was going to go into dermatology, but my vision was to really be there to help someone out and also uh, achieve respect, um, you know, from people like uh, be successful also. So that was my initial uh, plan and it was tough. It was challenging. We, I did give up a lot of my uh, social life and all my friends used to really, uh, you know, um, make fun of me that you know you don't come out you're the whole time studying but I guess it's not that difficult because if you learn how to balance then you can really have fun if you really do have uh, know how to really uh, make use of your time and be a multitasker so I've always been a multitasker I can do many things and I could study and also I could spend some time with my friends so I did enjoy and um, and then I it just went on and on and on and then I I just it was never going to be I was never going to look back so that's how we went I went kept going ahead. Dermatology actually came much later. Uh, I got into dermatology so that time I didn't have an option either dentistry or it was dermatology. And once I got into dermatology and then once I started practicing, I think that's what is very fulfilling. For me every day to get up go to my own clinic be there in i enjoy what i do it's a field which is actually uh, quite demanding in terms of uh, trying to make someone feel more confident achieve to give that someone uh, you know a better feel or a, a more um, happier look is what i really like to do uh, which actually sometimes if they're suffering from some skin condition or hair condition, it really lacks the confidence. So I really like to be that part, which can really help that person to make that person feel better. So in my practice, I'm actually working with more, not sick people, but, you know, people who have concerns and I make them more happy. So I guess that's what is uh, a different for me. 
Yeah, that's really inspiring and beautiful. So um, you went to KJ Sunaya Medical School in India. So what were your experiences in that medical school and what did you expect before you went there, but how did it actually like turn out? Were there any changes? Was it completely similar? So when I got into KJ Sumaya Medical College, uh, the first year is tough. It's tough and it's tough. The first year is what actually can determine your remaining years. So the first year has many subjects and uh, it is, um, if you clear that year, then you are done because the first year is tough, the second year is easy and then the third year again becomes tough. So you get one year breather. But your, if you manage to clear your first year, you are going to be sailing through for the rest of the MBBS. So I think when I got out of college and I went into the first year, at some point, uh, it felt uh, that exams were coming, the first term exam, the second term exam, the third term exam, but there was always not nothing to look back to. It was always to move forward. So I think that was my driving force to keep going. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so do you think that if you went uh, um, like college abroad from that stage, um, would, would it make a difference to your career or would it like, change the achievements you've made? So do you think that will change in any way? Uh, so I did uh, try to give the exam to go abroad, but uh, as my life unfold, I needed to, I kept both the options. So I started studying for the MLE so that if I have to suppose go abroad, I do have an option. But uh, whether it would be different if I would be there or here, I really don't know because I'm really happy where I am now. I guess in a field which is uh, like dermatologist, it's, dermatology, it's very difficult to get abroad. So I feel like I'm luckier to be here and, you know, working with my people. Also, the kind of hands-on experience that you get when you are here, it's far better than what you get there is what I feel. But I have some friends who are also really happy, but they've all completed MBBS here and then gone there. So what kind of experience we got here in a medical field, because we have more patients who are, you know, are more, they are, they are actually more helpful. We were learning on them. We couldn't have exams. They would, we would have like subjects. So I guess I learned much more. And I think there is more of a physical experience that you get here, which you don't get abroad. So I'm happy I did my initial MBBS here. And I, I would suggest like, if possible, it's tough here more, but it would really help you to really uh, get your basics very clear before you head out. Okay, thank Many people think that going abroad is like one of the best options, but you just totally made it clear that staying in India is also quite good and can give you a better opportunity, in fact. So thank yes. you. <laughs> So much. So you um, trained at under extremely talented individuals and well-known personalities in like the skincare industry. So what is one crucial thing that you learned from any one of them or all of them that have stayed with you till this day in your in your practice? So what I learned from uh, people when I was training under you know uh, some of these be best trainers is that um, patients come first, okay? So when a patient walks in, that patient has come, left everything and come in for your time. So it, I feel responsible enough to be there 
try to solve that patient's concern with all attention, give that patient how much of a time I can and do what is the best. So if there is any second thought in my mind that maybe the patient doesn't need it, I wouldn't do it. So I think that that's what is very important for me. Secondly, also when with all the trainings that I did uh, with international trainers, the, uh, it helped me to really understand the aesthetic part actually better. So to, for me to achieve that kind of aesthetic results for my patients, uh, you know, how to make it normal for them. Because currently the trend of looking completely alienized or looking different or, you know, having, I mean, the younger crowd come to us for the, you know, for guidance. So I try to stick to trying to uh, advise people to remain like uh, more uh, normal and individualized rather than trying to make them look, uh, you know, glass finish or just very different. So that is what I am trying to uh, uh, keep up with and manage. But I do learn a lot from the younger millennials. They come in, they're very focused. They know their stuff really well. So that also motivates me to keep doing better, better and getting more new technology, getting every, so it's, it's my vision that every year I like to get something, something advanced, something safe, something USFD approved in my clinic. So that is what also now drives me further. So that's what I uh, try to do. Um, so in today's time, how do you keep, uh, keep yourself updated with the new progressions in dermatology or some new discoveries and so how do you keep yourself up to date with all the news so uh we we have all these uh, uh conferences and in uh, you know uh, cmes and meetings and also um all these uh you know um courses so by doing uh, all these it really helps me to keep my knowledge up update and advanced also, I also believe that sometimes you also need to keep reading your basics. So I don't feel uh, ashamed or embarrassed that if suppose a patient has walked in and, you know, it's a difficult skin condition, I would go back to my books, read about it, try to find out what I can, and again, update my knowledge so that I know where I'm heading to. So even some of the drugs, they are very difficult. It's very difficult to remember all the side effects, all the contraindications. So it's important to also keep revising your uh, drug history because that is what is going to be the most useful for you when you're prescribing a drug to a patient. You need to know what is the mechanism, what is the side effects, what are the contraindications. So that's something I always try to memorize in my head and also try to keep updated so that I can be very mindful of what I'm giving to my patient when he's coming. Okay. Yeah, that, that's great. Naming all these conferences with um, even I do a few conferences. I don't think about dermatology I did, but I did for um, normal general medicine. I did COVID-19 and they're, they're really helpful. So I, I came across some things that I never even knew were actually the symptoms of COVID. So it just makes you a lot more aware. Um, so you've made the new um, acne free a freedom program, which is revolutionary and it helps instantly and everyone is really in love with it. So what was your driving factor to actually make that program and what was like the process like? So did you like consult anyone? Did you um, do research? And so how do you make that idea in your head into something that's actually feasible you can test on, like do help patients with? 
So when I started off my practice, I um, kept trying to innovate a new thing or trying to help patients where I don't like them to keep coming, doing a couple of treatments, you know, single treatments. Uh, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work. And, and people, and I think patients, everyone doesn't have so much time and uh, they, to keep coming and, you know, um, following up. So I thought, why not uh, combine uh, multiple technologies together so that uh, patients can get the best result in just a single set sitting rather than come, you know, for doing in a week, two times and uh, coming twice or thrice. So that's when I uh, initially started doing it on a couple of patients, followed up with them, got back, asked them how they are doing. I had a couple of patients who, you know, I used to follow up, take photographs, understand whether it's working, whether is it aggravating the acne. And then slowly, slowly it kept becoming better. And then I maybe added another step in it. Then I, then I realized that maybe this chemical peel would work better. So the, I think the basics is what got me I know what, what is the mechanism of action of the laser. I know how the peel works. I know how the, the, the laser light works for the red mark. So all that was very clear. I just wanted to get them all together so that it could work on the patient and make it better. So now currently, uh, we've, I've been in practice for so many years and we've treated thousands of patients for Acne Freedom Program. And it is something which uh, I know has helped so many of my patients of Acne to actually be completely with without any acne marks and I have them feeling so happy and they don't come back they, they I haven't had so many patients come back to me and said oh my god my acne has come back of course maybe if you live a bad lifestyle you could develop acne again but they've all been happy and sometimes I really feel blessed that uh, you know uh, at this point in my career I, I have a lot of satisfied and happy patients so I guess that's also something which keeps me going yeah, I know. I've, I've been to your clinic so many times and the service is just amazing. You take care of everything. You ask all the questions. You make everyone feel at home and it's really, really nice how you like conduct everything. So I really loved it. I've come a few times. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you've been Thank featured you, in... That really uh, means a lot. Huh, of course. So um, you've been featured in uh, many magazines and I think it's so many girls' dreams and guys' dreams to be in these uh, magazines such as Vogue, Mumbai Mirror, Cosmopolitan. So what was like your experience like writing for them and them consulting you? And how did like the approach happen? So did they approach you? Did you approach them? Um, so how did that process go? So uh, I think uh, what was happening is that for me, um, initially uh, to be able to, uh, you know, get recognized or uh, uh, if I had some points on uh, some of my tips to share, we st I started uh, if some some uh, magazines they email us because we are present online, so they would email us and ask if Dr. Batul Patel could give us some advice on some of these uh, tips, or you know they had some article to write, and I would be actually instantly available. So I, with that, I think that when I started replying really fast and uh, replying and sending them very detailed answers I guess I got I was able to also you know get uh, in, into so many magazines because what they really want is someone who can answer quickly and answer really in detail so that's what I think helped me to 
uh, really get into uh, so many magazines. Yeah, so that's also shows like how you divide your time between patient consultations, doing what you love, and also giving back to others that generally ins are inspired by your work. And that's, that's really nice. And the balance is always, always <laughs> really um, important, like everyone. Um, so uh, being a doctor is not only, you know, to know the problem of the patient, but also to know the patient like themselves, like, you know, their personality, their characteristics, and then prescribe their treatment. So what are your views on this, um, on this statement that's just been made by, I think, one of the doctors at Harvard? And um, because building a bond definitely takes a certain amount of time. And so how do you try to build that bond when someone comes to you for your consultation? think it's about being honest if you are honest if you're passionate and if you really uh, are, uh, I think uh, some of the things that are being said it, it, it's really true that 90% uh, of what you're saying is your body language so it's not what you're saying it's your body language it's how you are responding to the patient on how you are so I guess the honesty of me being so passionate about what I am and also very well knowledgeable. The patient automatically really try, uh, you know, um, uh, feels comfortable to share. And also uh, I come, I, I do spend a lot of time. My consultations are not five minutes, not 10 minutes. I spend exactly two, sometimes 25 to 40, 45 minutes, depending on what the skin concern is. So, and I have sometimes patients really waiting outside, all of them are getting upset, but it doesn't really change me to make this patient uh, finish the patient and leave the patient early. So uh, it, I do spend actually in my consulting room a lot of time. So by then I've already made a bond with that patient, tried to understand the patient. And so it's easier for me to write the medicines because unless I don't know the detailed history, I can't give the medicine. Also before the patient enters, when they fill a form, we have a very detailed form where the patient has to fill the drug history, the any kind of history. So I have the whole database of that patient before the patient walks into my room. So that also makes it easier for me. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, what advice would you give um, someone, you know, who wants to, who wants to go into dermatology or who generally wants to become a doctor? So what advice would you give them if, they might age at 15, 18 years old. So the advice I would like to give um, is that uh, for uh, the younger individual is that if you are, uh, you know, when you enter a medical field, it's not easy in the beginning phase. It is tough. But if you visualize your dream and you know what you're going to do, and uh, I think that when you are in your MBBS time, it's, it's about focusing, prioritizing, just really working hard. I think it's all about working hard at that those few years because the end result is actually fabulous. You have your own practice. You're not working under someone. You have a time where you can have your own personal life, your own professional life. You are independent. And, uh, you know, you don't have to work in any corporate place where today if, I have to, today, if I have to take a holiday, I don't have to ask anyone. It's my decision. So I guess when, and so when you, when the first few years are difficult, but then finally, when you get into practice, it's actually very, very fulfilling. 
and uh, it's it is it is really very it's really nice to be in touch with so many people and help so many people out so the advice i would say is that visualize your dream work towards it stay focused work hard it it's not easy but it's not impossible and uh, you will you will you will be able to get through you know so and you know if there are any negativity around or if you feel anyone is pulling you down you need to block that and just keep moving okay that those are some really really inspiring and motivating words so um another question that i have is that the content that you have to study for those medical exams is a lot right now i'm in biology and i'm just struggling to remember everything there's so much content i can just imagine what we would have in the final exam so what were some study techniques or some techniques that you used to like remember all those things or like learn the learn the portion thoroughly so uh in my um, medicine days i would write everything i would make my own notes so i still still have those notes so i would make my whole uh, every every chapter would be written by me again so i would make my notes i would make my own uh, you know uh, some kind of small uh, how to remember some codes so that would help me to remember the details and then i would i would write that again so the only way for me to remember was to write so i would be writing and writing and writing all my notes again and again and again when i went to dermatology i started realizing that i can do a map like a mind map or like a you know a map so then i started drawing it out so i would draw some of my notes to remember it and that's what uh, the idea was given to be by my by my husband so he helped me to really understand that maybe you can draw it out and remember it so that's when i started really drawing out and remembering some of my notes so that little bit helped me to change uh, and uh, also Uh, it gets easy when you start discussing with someone so i would have a partner who i would read with i would always study with someone so we, we would we would keep discussing and we would keep uh, you know taking each other's notes so that also helped me a lot so i guess it de- just depends upon your style on how comfortable you are to what kind suits you for studying for me it used to be notes and it would be to uh, discuss it with a friend so that help these some of these different ways everyone can learn okay that that's really inspi- that's really i mean practical because so many people are visual learners audio learners and some people listen to recordings again some people watch videos and it's all these different things so uh, study buddy is not something that i thought about so um that's really something innovative um, i guess in this age and time people forget that it's really it's really good to have a study partner it can really help you so in medical days we i my friend and we we, we both would actually take books and go away for a month to some some house like in lonabla and we would be there only two of us you know just mm. study like constantly for 8 to 12 hours and do nothing else and we would just study and she was my friend and uh, that would really help us to really finish a lot of chunk of work of a syllabus and then we would come back enjoy for four days and then get back so that's how we would study oh wow um okay next next is about the 
college application process. So um, it's it's many people think currently in our position like it's really intimidating to apply to a college. You have to talk about you know the extracurriculars you do, um, like your essays, etc. So um, if you did, what were like a few extracurriculars? Um, or extra things apart from school that you did to show the college, you know, I was, I'm interested in medicine. And what was like your college application process like for Sonaya College? I guess at my time, um, I did play a lot of uh, sports and uh, I was really interested in, table, uh, in lawn tennis and in throw ball. So I did uh, play a lot of matches. But I didn't go to any part at any of these sports. I didn't go into any nationals. Uh, I guess it's th those times for me, they were only grades. So the, the grades, so your, your 12th standard grades were really important. Uh, we didn't have any application process to fill down, fill any essays or anything like that. So it was more based on your uh, essay grades. I know things have changed, evolved, become more challenging. So yeah, I guess the younger generations are into some stuff competition, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you have to write a dozen of essays, do a dozen of extracurriculars to show that interest. Obviously, you love what you do, but it's kind of intimidating when everyone in the world is doing it. <laughs> okay. So yes, now true. it's just like a rapid fire round and just simple questions like what's your favorite food, what you like doing in your pastime is just a simple rapid fire. So like quick, uh, quick answers. You don't have to think about it much. Just anything for the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So what's your favorite movie? Dilwale Dulanya Le Um, What do you like eating when you go to a restaurant? The first thing you order? Pizza. Oh, wow. Um, that, um, even I love having pizza. First thing I ever order. Um, yeah. What's your favorite drink? Or oh, first order at Starbucks? Coffee. I like the mocha coffee. Oh. Um, or the caramel coffee, actually. Uh, um, what song do you listen to on repeat? So I actually listen uh, in my clinic also, we play a lot of Buddhist chant. So I listen to a lot of, uh, the Buddhist chants and I also listen, uh, to this new, uh, music app that I'm releasing, which is called as Rugu. You should listen to it. Uh, it's called as Rugu. It's R-U-H-G-U. So that's basically a music app for mental well-being and mindfulness and spirituality. So these days I've been listening to a lot of sh stories and music from my app. So you should check it out. Yes, sure. And I've put it on the link also on the podcast. Um, yes. The next is, what's your favorite clothing brand? Massimo Dati. Oh, oh, that seems really classy. Yeah, I really like that brand. I really like it because it's very simple and it's always one color. Oh, I, I wear a lot of white, so I like it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, this could be a little hard, so you can think about it for like a few, a few minutes. What's your favorite um, skincare routine that you have, you practice at your um, clinic? So what you, which one? Actually, that's really simple. I, oh. <laughs> so I guess I practice cleansing, a really good cleanser, a really good sunscreen. And a uh, majority of my patients get uh, a vitamin C. They get azelic uh, acid cream, which they have to mix. And then they get a retinol. So this is what I give to majority of people for skincare routine. And then whatever other additional concerns, like if they have skin eye pigment, eye, eye dark circles, or if they have pigmentation, or if they have any stubborn acne marks, then accordingly different creams are prescribed. My favorite routine is what I give to my patients. I like doing the same thing. And uh, I also follow my skincare routine every night, religiously, I try to, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what is one uh, skincare brand that you'd um, like suggest to anyone, like a skincare brand like that provides creams, facials? So a good skincare brand, which would not be very expensive, would be Assess Derma. That's a really good brand. Uh, so that is something that everyone can use. Another simpler brand also is, uh, you know, Cetaphil. Uh, Cetaphil is a good brand. But my favorite among the high-end brand is uh, Zen Obaji. Uh, he's called as Zo Skin Health. They have very detailed and very... Uh, you know, intensive skincare program for brightening and for anti-aging and it's expensive, but they are really, it can really help to transform your skin. So I really, uh, you know, try to uh, put that in, in my sk patient's skincare routine. And I try to make it affordable by not giving it every day, but giving it once a week and, you know, uh, so that it can help them so that they can use it, but it couldn't be too heavy on their pocket. Okay. So last question. Um, so what would you like, what are, what are some of the um, issues that you see in um, the dermatology section currently? Or uh, what would you want to change or what do you want to see changing in the future in your career path? So I just got a call like two, three weeks back when some uh, person called me and said, you know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a seat either in dermatology or ophthalmology but I really like dermatology, but I feel like it's getting diluted because everybody is doing the, even non-dermats are performing dermatology treatments. So we have dentists who have tried to perform, try, trying to do what we do. We have cosmetologists apparently have come out what we do. So, but still, uh, so that's challenging uh, for them actually, not for us, because we still have patients and the new millennials and the new crowd understand that they need to go to a dermatologist and uh, that's what the kind of, uh, anyways, uh, I that's the kind of patients I want to treat who are educated and well aware that they need to go to a dermatologist for treating their skin and not to someone who's a non-dermatologist. So that's one of the challenges that it is in this field uh, where uh, it is getting, uh, uh, you know, uh, non-dermatologists have also started practicing. So that's something which is a challenge right now. Okay. Thank you so, so, so much. It was really inspirational talking to you. And I think listening to this podcast also, just generally a lot of information about the field and their future. And it's given a lot of, will give a lot of listeners um, a complete 
idea of what it is to go into the field of medicine. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. It's really nice and inspiring to see you doing this. I, I feel really, um, you know, humbled and also uh, to be there for you to talk to all of you. Best of luck for achieving your dream. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.